Mike Salazar and this is my wife Brandy. Hi. Um, our giving story started several years ago when we first started coming here to Crossroads. Uh, there was a week, a couple week series where Lowell was talking about giving and tithing and being generous, kind of how we are right now. And at that point in our life, it was kind of a pivotal point for where things changed for us. We were at a really uncertain point of what the next step of our life would look like, especially financially and career-wise. I had just finished school the week prior. We had just moved to North Carolina. I had no job. I had no idea when I was going to get a job. I was waiting on um, taking boards to get a license to acquire a job. And so the situation was really, really grim. Um, and so the second week that we came in, we decided, you know, heard all this stuff last week. We literally have $20 left until the next time that Michael gets paid. We can hold on to it and kind of have a little bit of a cushion, or we can just put this in the offering plate and kind of see what happens. And so that's what we decided to do that day and something that stands out for us ever since then. Um, the story goes afterwards, that was a Sunday. On Monday, I got called about a job. Tuesday, I went in to interview with the office and was hired the next day and actually started working on Friday and got paid on that same Friday. So four days later, I had an income when we literally had no idea where, where that was gonna come from. And so, and then once we kind of seen all that come into place, we uh, got excited about just how we didn't have a plan and how God provided for us. And so uh, it kind of initiated us and like, we really got to start tithing or, or giving uh, and so we started started to give um, on Sundays what we thought was appropriate, and so it still wasn't even correct. But we were we started it started the cycle and the steps, and so as we started giving, it just really drew us into the church more. It invested us more. Um, it made us want to get involved more, and so then we started uh, serving, uh, ushering, and we got to meet a lot of great nice people which just made us even more part of the or felt more part of the church and uh, during that time they came with up with a church-wide study the blessed life and mm -hmm. so we decided that we we're gonna go ahead and do, commit to that on Wednesday nights the first mm -hmm. I think class we've ever been ever to done, yeah. uh, besides the introduction class and so during that study we really learned how blissfully ignorant we were giving um, and that it's 10 percent uh, before taxes, your first 10%, and so we kind of, yeah, and so, but we also learned a lot about um, giving up time, but and also giving your first 10%, and so we talked about it at home, and figured, all right, we're already doing this, so let's really commit and do this the right way, and so we started doing that 10% before uh, taxes, and so since then, um, we'll we were worried about it at first, thinking, okay, well, we're already living on a budget. How are we going to afford more, more money? And so what we didn't do, what we should have done in the first place is rely on God and to realize that he's going to provide for us and just have our faith in him. So, but we blindly went ahead and did the 10%. And before we knew it, we didn't even realize that um, we had enough. Uh, we were blessed um, during that time. Uh, I was unfortunately laid off from work at one point, but then I got a job and moved jobs since then, which provided a lot more flexibility to be with the family at home, as well as more income. And so, and then since then, Brandy's actually moved jobs too. And uh, now we're both in positions where we're employed, where we can not just make uh, more money, but we can also spend a lot more time at home with the family and not be so 
focused on the grind. Uh, and so uh, uh, it's really opened our eyes. And good morning, everybody. And I want to say good morning to those who are watching online around the country and around the world. We are really, really glad that you were with us today. And, I, you know, something that I, uh, that, I, I, that I thought of, too, is next week. I, I can't wait for next week, y'all. I can't because it starts a series. We're going to st- uh, have a whole Christmas series, about a four-week uh, series going into Christmas. And this was, like, downloaded to me about a, uh, a month ago. And if you've ever had life throw you a curveball, this is a perfect series because this is entitled, uh, this isn't what I expected. And if you notice that, like, every single uh, person in the Christmas story, life threw them a, cur- a curveball, and, and they had to deal with that. So we we're going to be taking a look at that. So, if, and especially if you or anybody you know is going through a, a tough time, or life has thrown them a curveball, or just even Christmas when that's uh, not what you expect, some of the things that are happening, not what you expect. But especially invite a friend because if you go working with somebody, if you go to school with somebody, that's just a tough time in life. Uh, this is a fantastic way just to invite them and, uh, and plug them in and get them involved in a, in a word that's really going to bless their their life. And you know, I want you to think for those who are parents, I want you to think about the times that you ever saw your children being uh, generous. I mean, when they did something out of the ordinary, when they did something unexpected and they just, they gave to somebody out of their heart and, and, and how did that make you feel? I mean, I want you to think about the pride that you had when that happened and just like, man, they get it. I mean, they get life and they have a good heart and there's, they're growing up and they're growing up in a good way and, and you just see that and it just blesses you. And in the, in the same way, I, I bet you that's how God feels when he sees us, his children being generous. And I bet it just goes, wow, they, they get it. They get what life is about. They're maturing in their faith and, they're, and they're, they're becoming more like me because I'm generous. That's probably what God is, is thinking. We started a, a series, a couple, just a mini series a couple weeks ago just on generosity. We said that everybody wins when it's generous. It's a win-win-win that that the other people, that the world wins when we're generous because it just passes on a blessing that we win because God does something in us and God does something to us when we're generous. And we also took a look and saw that it blesses the heart of God. I mean, just like a parent, the, it brings a, a smile to the heart of, of God when we do that. And last week, we, we took a look at two ladies and one was Mary and the other was a, a, a widow that we don't know what her name was. And, and one of them, we just saw how incredibly generous she was as she, as she, as she poured perfume on, on Jesus' feet. And the, the other, we saw how uh, how just that she took this incredible step of faith and this incredible act of o- obedience. And we saw, we kind of diverged into, into tithing because it, we, we saw that you can't really be generous until you're obedient first. And just be like, if we went into a, uh, to a, a restaurant and we maybe gave the, the waitress an 80% tip, but we went out without paying the, 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 the bill, we may be generous in one way, but we're not in another way. And, and so we just, you know, starting out with the Salazar's uh, the testimony is we see this, that, that First of all, tithing is something that is, uh, is truly an opportunity. And a lot of times, if you've never done that or anything, you'd probably see it as a God tax or you'd see it as something that we kind of an obligation that we have to do or supposed to do or anything like that. Uh, but but we really, if you really get into it, we realize this is an amazing opportunity. It's, it's a win-win situation as, uh, as well. And how many of you were, have ever uh, raised a, a vegetable garden? Raise your hand. Anybody, I mean, most people in there. And, and think about it. When you plant that seed in the ground, is that an obligation or is that an opportunity? 
Because, I mean, it's an, it's a, it's an act of faith, isn't it? You've got, the, you've got the seed in your hand, and you can nibble on that, or you can put it in the dirt, I mean, in the ground, and expect something to happen from, from that. that it, say it's a, a, a kernel of corn, that you realize that you are, are trusting, that you put that in, and somehow, some way, that, that's going to turn into a stock that has several ears on it, and every ear is going to have hundreds of kernels uh, of, uh, of corn, and you believe that. I mean, you've seen that, you've seen that happen. I don't know how God takes takes a little seed and turns it into to ears that are absolutely delicious just from sunlight and water. I don't know how he does that, but we know he does that. We've seen him do that in our life. We've seen him do that in the lives of other people. And the same way, I do not know how God does more than 90% than, than we can do with 100%, but we've seen it happen. I've seen it time and time again my whole life in that, and, and many of you can, can testify to, to that. I'm telling you again, I have so many people come up even last week saying, thank you for teaching. Man, it's, it's something that we, it changed our life several several years ago or several months ago. And, uh, and, and something else that, that you think about, God has all, uh, well, tithing first, yet, um, God has all the reason, uh, resource in the world. And sorry, I'm going one thing. I'm sorry. I don't know why he does that. And the other thing is, imagine there being 100 kernels uh, or 100 bushels of corn that, that, a, a, uh, that a, a farmer has that. 100 bushels of, uh, of corn. And, and he decides to plant 10 of those bushels of, uh, of corn. Which is the one that multiplies? Is it the one that he keeps in the barn or is it the one that he, he plants, the, the seed or she plants the seed? I mean, it's the one that's planted. That is the one that, that multiplies. And we have to understand that. And really, it's the same way with, uh, with tithing. It's the what we plant. And tithing is an opportunity to make an impact. Here's one thing. You know, we come from, I love Crossroads. We, have so, we come from so many different walks of life and everything. But one thing I guarantee you we all have something in common is this. Every one of us, we want to be significant. We want our life to make a difference. We want this world to be a better place having us walk this, walk this planet. But don't ever forget this. The, the only way we can ever do that, that we can ever make an impact in this, in this world is if we give something. I mean, it's, maybe it's our time. Maybe it's our, our love. Maybe it's our, our, just our expertise. Maybe it's, uh, you know, our, our resources, maybe whatever it is. But in order for us to make an impact, there is something that we have to give of ourselves in some way, some, uh, somehow. And we need to understand that. And, and here's, God gives this amazing opportunity for us to make an impact when it comes to this. Because we have this God that has all the resources. And, and he owns everything. And he's this incredibly loving God that loves his people. And has this heart for hurting people. And then over here you have hurting people. You have people that can't eat. You have people that that, that don't have uh, clean drinking water. You have people who have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here's this loving God. Here's hurting people. What, what's here that can, make, can channel that from, from here? It's us, isn't it? I mean, we're the ones, we're the ones that are, are, are designed in here. And sometimes we're the ones over here and other people are, God uses to make an impact in our life. But God, when he touches people 99 times out of 100, he uses a human being to touch another human being. He uses us to impact, uh, to impact lives. And, and last week we saw that Jesus said this. He said, where our treasure is, our heart is also. And we said that, you know, the last thing Satan will ever want you to do is put your money in the kingdom of God because he knows your, your heart's gonna be there as well. 
But another reason he does not want you putting any resources into the kingdom of God is because he knows it's going to change lives. And he does not like lives change. He does not like the, the, the poor to be taken care of. He does not like the hungry people to, uh, to be fed. He does not like people that, that don't know about Jesus to, be, to know about Jesus. He does not like any of those things. So he's going to do everything he can to get our heart diverted from, uh, from doing those things. And, and I thought, you know, when my... When I would go on mission trips and my dad was alive, I would ask my dad to give to the mission trips. And I knew this. I knew he was, he was a man on, on a fixed income later on in his life and did not have much money to give, but, but I would encourage him to do that every time and he'd willingly do that. And here's why I went out of my way every time to make sure he gave something to every mission trip. Because I knew, I knew that when he did that, he would have an investment in what took place there. That every life that was transformed, every soul that came to faith in Jesus Christ, he had an investment. And I believe right now, I believe that there are going to be thousands of people who come up to my dad in heaven and say, thank you because you gave. And I heard because of that team that went to, to, that went to wherever. And, and I heard because you helped give to, to that. And I would show him pictures. I would show him pictures of the, the kids that came to Christ and the youth and the people that were, that were, that were changing. And I'd just rem- watch his, uh, you know, his eyes well up with tears knowing that he had an impact in that way. He had an investment in that. And the same thing we said of that last week is just that every time something, something happens that you give in here, that, that, that you are part of an investment, that you have an investment in every soul that was saved. You know, somebody prayed for me last night, laid hands on me here. We have a, a prayer team that meets every, uh, every Saturday night. If you invest, if you love, love praying, there's a team that comes here, but, but this is a person that only about three months ago was a hardened atheist. And now is an absolute on fire, passionate believer. You have an investment in that. Every person that comes to faith, every youth that is transformed, every, uh, whatever you see here that happens, every baptism that takes place, you have an investment in that. With, in everything that takes place around the world, you have an investment in that as you, as you give. And the Great Commission, you know, on our back wall is the Great Commission. It says, go into uh, to all the world and make disciples of all nations. That's the, a, a huge part of our DNA at, uh, at Crossroads. But we have to realize if we go into all the nations, that takes a heap of coin. And that, takes, that is not easily done. And it takes every one of us investing in that. And every time that happens, you have an investment in what takes place on those, uh, as we go to the other parts of the, the world. And something else is tithing uh, enables us to, to bless the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the sorry, that Jesus' bride. Uh, Malachi 3.10 says this, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And Jesus has told us many reasons why he wants us to tithe. God has, because one thing he says this, that it, it teaches us to put God first in our life. It's also a great example of where our heart is and where our priorities are and where our trust is and everything. But also here, he, what he says is this, that, that, that there's going to be uh, resources in his house if he does that. He says, well, I'm going to take care of my house and here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it through faithful people. And imagine this. Imagine there was a, a person, a rich man, and he gave, there were three people that came up and he gave, he gave three people $10,000 a month. And he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you $10,000 a month. And the first $1,000, what I want you to do is I want you to give it to my bride. I'm going to be gone. And I want to make sure that you take care. My bride is taken care of. I love my bride. I want you to make sure that she's taken care of. So the first $1,000, give to her. The next $9,000, you can do whatever the heck you want with that. But I want to make sure that that my bride is taken care of. And you have three people. The first person, you know what that person does? That person does exactly what the the rich man says to do. He said that person gives $1,000 faithfully every, uh, every, every month. And then the other 
person, he gives this, this person. They, they're so, they so love the, the person's uh, wife that they give, they give more than that. They give $2,000 every month just to, to do that. The other person, they started out giving $1,000 a month and then it started to be 700, 500, 300. Absolutely. After a while, it was really nothing there. Now, I want you to imagine, first of all, you know, is, the, is that man being generous or is he being stingy? Is that person asking him to give, you know, the, to, to say, you can keep nine-tenths of what all, all that I've given you? That's an incredibly generous person. Sometimes, again, like I said last week, is sometimes we think God is trying to take 10% of our money instead of he lets us keep 90% of everything that he's, that he's given us. And now imagine you being that, that, that rich man. Imagine you being that person. How would you feel about all three of those people? How would you feel about the person that, was at, that gave everything exactly what you said wouldn't you know you'd know something about that person's heart you know that person would have your heart and that person cared about that person was faithful that person was obedient that person and and what would you feel and what would you want to do for that for that person imagine the second person now that gave more than enough wouldn't you not only know that they were not just doing what's what was what was required but man they had your heart for not only were they faithful they had your heart for your love for their your love for the your bride the third person how would you feel about that what would you say to that person if they start out and they, they didn't give what exactly you told them to do that you made clear at the start? And what would, what would you say to them? Wouldn't you say, look, I told you. You can have the other 90%. Just take care. Use the first 10% in there. I mean, what would you feel like if you saw that? And maybe again is, what, is, uh, is how God feels when that, uh, when that happens. And you know, I, I remember seeing something, and I don't remember when there was live aid or whatever it was, in, but it was something that was given to Africa when Africa was, was starving. But I remember seeing pictures that blew me away. Here's all these people around the world faithfully giving and giving of themselves and making sure that, that Africa was taken care of. But I don't know if you saw this, but I remember seeing just on the runways piles of food on the side of the runways in other words the food was given but the food was never was never distributed to the to the people there that sometimes the dictator or whatever it was would 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 sell that for 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 money other times they would just keep it and 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 it was uh, it was never presented and I thought man alive what what a wicked person that would do that and then I'm thinking, you know what? In some ways, we can do the same thing, can't we? And here's what we do sometimes. We can be, God has given us everything that we need to do everything that God has asked us to do as a church. Everything. God is incredibly, abundantly, uh, the talent that is here, the, the gifts of, of, of uh, spiritual gifts, the, the resources, do everything. But sometimes what happens is sometimes we hold on to that. And we're just like that dictator that hoards it instead of, instead of presents it in the very way that God has told us that we're sup- supposed to do this. And uh, hear me. I'm not here to say this to, to, you know, to, to condemn or to, uh, or to heap guilt on you. I want to do this to, to take guilt off because I can't tell you how many people have said, you know, every time the opportunity to give was there, it would always make me it would have conviction because I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do. I knew that. But when I started giving, when I started tithing, when I started doing that, suddenly, man, there was a freedom. Suddenly there was a joy. There was a, there was a satisfaction. There was a peace. There was a, a blessing in my heart that I didn't have before. So I'm not saying this to, to heap guilt. I'm saying is to take guilt off. When you start doing and living in God's way, it does an incredible uh, blessing. And, and something also, so to, you know, to, 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 reach, this, to reach this world, imagine, oh, oh, here it is, that around the world, the body of Christ gives an average of 1.8% of their income around the world. And if you think, wait a second, well, you know, that's because of all the poor countries around the world. The United States gives an average of 1.7%. 
So in other words, the third world countries give more than we do, even though we're the most blessed of all the the nations. Imagine what could happen in the body of Christ around the world if everybody gave what they were supposed to instead of just a 1.8. Imagine how the, the gospel could go around the world more. Imagine what God could do in this house if everybody gave what they were supposed to. And this is not a pipe dream, y'all. This is not a pipe dream. This is, you know, I would love, I'll just be honest, I would love to go to a meeting and that, that, that finance is never an issue. That we never even have to raise money for mission teams or anything like that because God's people have just been so, been obedient and faithful in that way. And you guys, I want to say there's so many people in here so amazingly faithful and you're so incredibly generous. Imagine what we could do if, and here's the thing, is if, if four words, you, or three words, you do your, four words, you do your part. <laughs> That's all is required, you know? I watched a football game the other, uh, the other day, a couple weeks ago, with my team, and I remember one of the teams I pulled for, and I remember there was a screen pass over to the side, and there was, here's, here's the, uh, the situation. You had one defender between, between the, the running back who caught that and, and the goal line, and you had one offensive lineman that could take out that, uh, that defensive back. And the offensive lineman did nothing. In fact, the announcer said, because and the guys tackled, and they ended up uh, not scoring and losing the game. And it all could come back to one person. And the, the announcer said, you know what? If he had just blocked, if he had just done his job and blocked one person, all that would have, uh, that would have happened. And here's the same thing. If we would just do our part, not anybody else's part, just our part in this, I mean, we would, we would score in a way that we've never scored before. We'd be able to do so much more, and we, there'd be a victory that, that's even greater than what we're seeing. And praise God for what he's doing in this church. It's amazing things around the world. But also, can you imagine if, if, what we could do if everybody just did their, uh, their part? And tithing also, third thing, is it's giving a, it gives us an opportunity to grow in our faith. This is one thing I just that I, that I see over and over and over. We'll see it in every testimony we ever, we ever hear on this. It just says, for whatever reason, this seems to be one of those things that takes people to to another level. I'm not saying it makes them Christians. God still loves you. God still does. You're still going to heaven if you have faith in Jesus Christ. But there's certain steps that we take to grow in our faith, aren't there? I mean, it seems like for me that when people settle the lordship issue and go, God, it is not mine, it is yours. That, that takes people to another level in their faith. When people start having daily devotional times, I don't know about you, I've just seen it take people to another level. When people get involved in ministry, it takes people to another level. A lot of times when people go on mission trips, changes their life, takes them to another, to another level things like that. There are things that we do that can, uh, that can change that. And so, and I believe that, that that is, that tithing is one of those. And why would it do that? Because anytime you have, that we go out in faithfulness and we go out in obedience, that will always increase our faith. That will always make us more like, uh, like Jesus. Another thing is tithing gives us an opportunity to receive the blessings of God. This shouldn't be our motivation to give, but it is something that will, will happen. It's a law of nature, isn't it? There is the law of reciprocity, the law of sowing and reaping. We know that. We know for anybody that's ever planted a garden, you know that you will plant, whatever you plant is what you're going to get. You know, if you plant green beans, you're going to get green beans. And the amount of seeds you plant is the amount which you're going to come back. Listen to this. This is Jesus talking, uh, Luke 6. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Jesus is saying simply, whatever you give, you're going to get more of. And that's true in every part of life, isn't it? I mean, if we give love, we're going to receive more love. If we give criticism, we're going to receive more criticism. Whatever it is, and the same thing with, uh, with, uh, with finances. And here's the thing that don't, don't miss this. According to Jesus Christ and what we just read, we set the standard of blessing. That means if we, 
If we do a thimble worth, God's going to give us a bigger thimble worth of, uh, of things. If we give a, a cup worth, if that's the, the, the giving, and I, I mean I'm talking proportionately to what we have, then God's going to give a bigger bigger cup. If we give a bucket, God's going to do that. God's going God's to match whatever we give and do a, a little above, but we are the ones. We set the standard for, the, uh, for, for, God's, for God's blessing. And, and also, God is a rewarder. And don't miss this, that God doesn't just reward, he is a rewarder. He cannot not give. He cannot outdo you. Uh, in fact, I mean, there's two, two young men in our, uh, in our church that, uh, they're amazing, because these are two of the most generous young people I've ever seen in my life, their age. But they're like, they like have this almost competition of, you can't outgive me. They're always, they're always, whatever they do, they find a way to outgive the other, the other person. And it just seems like God is, is that kind of God. He's just going, you can't outgive me, I dare you. I, I dare you to do that. I remember one time, my, one of my, my mentor, uh, Bob Tuttle, I remember going up to, to his house one time. He invited me to his house. And he had this car. I mean, he had this ripping car. I mean, and I'm like, I knew he was a professor at a seminary. I'm like, how the heck can you get, afford this car? And he goes, uh, where's this thing happen? He's just, he's one of the most generous people I've ever seen. Amazingly generous man. And, and he goes, uh, you know, my last, I remember praying to God before I pre- had my last time as a, as a professor. And he said, God, if you, if you make it where this car lasts until the end, he said, of my last day, I'll give it away to somebody. And so sure enough, the last day was coming. He knew he was going to give it to. There was a, a single mom in, in one of his classes. And so after the class, he came up to her and he, and he said, here, I want, you to, I want you to have this. You don't have a car, do you? And she goes, no, I don't. He goes, I want you to have this. And she burst out crying and everything. And, and he just wa- starts walking, starts walking to, to a bus to take, to take home. And the, uh, a man comes up to him and he said, he said, did you just give away your car? And he said, he said, yeah. And he goes, I want you to have my car. <laughs> and he handed, I'm telling you, man, this was an upgrade. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Woo! And it's like, again, you just, it, and, and this is, it, this man, I'm telling you, his whole life is a testimony you can't outgive God. And he, I mean, it's, he gives amazing things and God just, uh, just uh, does, it, does it back again. That's not his reason for giving, but it is a result of what will, what will happen. And think of this, if you were God, who would you bless? Who would you pour out to? Uh, the, I mean, who would, you, who would you make sure had the, the resource? Who would you make sure the person that's being faithful with that or the person that, that isn't? And the thing is, too, is he promises, and God doesn't break his, uh, his promises. God says that if we tithe, he's going to pour out the, uh, the, the, open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing to us, and he's going to re- rebuke the devourer. And that means, you know, all those things that just, that just chew up our, our income. He said he'll rebuke those things. He said that given it will be given to you. And then also he said that he'll give us true riches. And I tell you, I love what, what they said. You're going to hear another thing is, is just that, that it's, we're not just talking about money here. I mean, true riches, I'd rather have peace. I'd rather have joy. I'd rather have those things than money any day. And God has a way of doing, meeting all those things of true riches in, in, our, in our heart. And last week I said this, and don't, don't miss this. I said that, that so many times in Scripture, God calls us to do something physical, a physical act, a physical step in order for him to be able to bless us in a spiritual way or to bless us with, with more physical things. I mean, think Think about it in, in scripture where, uh, where God said to somebody, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And it's when they went that happened. God said to, to a group of, of lepers, go and show yourself to the priests. And while they were going, that's when, the, that's when they were healed. Walk around Jericho seven times and, and shout. And when you do that, then the, walls, then the walls came down. They stepped into the flood waters of the Jordan River and then it, it parted. God's always saying, you take a step of faith, you prime the pump and watch what happens. And that reminds me of a story I, I love. 
It said, many years ago, a weary traveler hiked for many miles across the desert and the hot sun beaded down on his, uh, on his back. Uh, the, his his uh, water supply was gone and he knew that if he didn't find water soon to quench his thirst, he was going to die. In, his, in the distance, he spotted a deserted cabin, which brought hope that maybe water was there to be found. He made his way to the cabin and discovered an old well. He frantically pumped the handle of the well to draw water, but all that came out of, out of the pump was dust. Then he noticed a tin can uh, tied to the pump with a note inside. The note said, Dear stranger, this pump is all right as of June 1932. I put a new sucker washer in it and it should last for quite a few years. But the washer dries out and the pump needs to be primed. Under the white rock, I buried a a jar of water. Out of the sun and corked up. There's enough water in it to prime the pump, but not if you drink some first. Pour about a quarter of the water into the pump and let her soak for a minute and wet the leather, leather washer. Then pour the rest medium fast and pump hard. You'll get water. Have faith. This well has never run dry. When you get watered up, fill the bottle and put it back as you found it for the next stranger who comes by. Signed, Desert Pete. And I don't know about you, but, um, you know, but my end of the story, you know, I mean, think of it. If you were Pete, what would you do? You've got water right there and you can take enough for one drink or you can trust Pete and, know, and say he knows what he's doing and you, you prime the pump and watch what happens. What would you do if you were in that situation? I love to think that he did exactly there. And not only the thing is that's beautiful, is he just drank it himself. There would be nothing left for the next person. But not only did he bless himself, but he made it possible for, the, for, for other people along the, along the way. And you know what? It's just not, it's not just, you know, we're talking about, about generosity. And there's times you just know, you know, in your heart, you know you're supposed to give. And it's, it, nobody has to tell you. God doesn't have to tell you. It just busts, you know, it just goes from you. And I guarantee you, just about any time that you, that you have an opportunity to give and you, and you give, I, I, rarely would God ever say no to giving because God's such a generous, a generous God. But I remember there's sometimes that, have you ever had God to, to ask you to give when you didn't want to give? You know what I'm saying? And I remember one time there was there was a time I went out to eat with uh, with uh, with somebody, and and you know I'm fine with paying you know, with uh, with giving somebody a, a lunch and things like that. But this time I knew this person's lunch was taken care of by by something else. They were going to be you know they were going to be taken care of. And I, I'm telling you, God said, "Pay his lunch." And I'm like, God, he's it's already taken care of. And he said, "Pay his lunch." And again. Stupid me says, God, it's why, why this is, this doesn't seem smart. And, and it, it, I'm telling you just about as clear. I heard a voice that I didn't hear a voice. You know what I'm saying? And it said, you do that because I, I, as you do that, it opens up where I can bless you. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not joking. I heard the word a hundred. Okay. I heard the word a hundred and I remember. So, uh, so all of a sudden, you know, that, I, and I, so I did that and I'm going, okay. And just a few days later, somebody came up and handed me $1,500 to go on a trip with and saying, you know, I know you're going on a trip with your kids. I just want you to do stuff that you would never normally do. And I tied into that and then somebody else was blessed and I did what the person said. But I went back and I thought, okay, how much was that that I gave? And with the tip, it came out to be almost exactly $15. $15. And I heard that and I thought, whoa, that's just weird. And as if that wasn't enough, you ever have God teach you twice, you know, the same thing? And I remember, so, so I, my daughter was visiting with me and, and I had one of those, those chargers that you have that you can carry around and, you know, can recharge your phone a few times and things. And I had one of, the, one of those and, and God, I'm telling you, a voice that wasn't a voice said, give that to your daughter. So I came up and I said, I said, here, here, uh, Cassie, I'm, I think I'm supposed to give you this. She goes, what is it? And I told her, and she goes, I don't need that. So I go back and go, God, she said she didn't need that. I like this thing. <laughs> and he again said, do what I say. 
do what I say and watch what happens. So I came back to her and said, I don't care what you do with it. I'm giving this to you. So you can throw it away. You can give it to somebody else. You can use it, whatever you want to do. And I said this, I said, and I heard the word 10. And I said, I said, I would not doubt, okay, honey, if I'm going to call you in the next few days and tell you how God gave me 10 times whatever I, I, I did for, for this. I spent $35 on, on that. And so, again, I get two checks in the mail two days later. And one of them was from a hospital from two years ago that said they owed me $232, okay? When do you ever get a number like that? And when do you ever get something from a hospital two years later, right? And it came out to be exactly, again, $350. It was a fun phone call to talk to, to Cassie and say, look what God did. What I'm saying is this, just be obedient in this. What happened? And, and here's, here's the thing too. Well, here, there's another video of somebody that, again, took that step of faith and watch what happened. My name is Nick Kutzaflakis. I've been going to uh, Crossroads now for about six or seven years. Uh, it was probably about two to two and a half years ago when I first started tithing. Um, you know, I always gave something, but I never actually did the, the true 10%. I always wanted to, but um, I just never did. You know, and I know that I always knew in the back of my head that it was, you know, they, they speak about how, you know, important it is. Um, you know how many times in the Bible they talk about tithing and, you know, to give him your, your, your first 10%. And it was, you know, to, to make that act um, of obedience, you know, not only for the fact of what Crossroads as a church has done in my life. Um, so knowing that that tithe is, is going to a good place, but also showing that obedience to God. Um, it was almost like it, uh, it like brings your relationship with him closer. Um, you know, they, they say the hardest thing to, for a man to part with is his money. And, and it's like you can do as much as, as, as you want to. But in the, in the back of my head, I always had, you know, well, I'm not tithing. You know, I'm not actually tithing. And I know, you know, how, how important it was. So doing it, it was... I've watched so many of the of the tithe videos, you know, over the years, and and um, you know, I always wanted to. But the, the the moment I took that step and, and took that leap of faith, that uh, the the changes in my life were were amazing. Uh, you know, not only with uh, my relationship with God, you know, knowing that I was doing the right thing by Him, um, but also knowing where, you know, knowing the crossroads was going to use the. The, the tithe in a, in a positive manner. This church has done so much in my life over the years that, um, you know, it, uh, it, it just, it, it felt good to give to the church. Um, at the same time, when it comes to, you know, my relationship with God, like knowing that I was in line with what he wanted me to do um, and, and something that was, you know, very important to him. It, it, uh, my relationship got closer with him. I don't know uh, how to explain it, but... Um, it, it was almost, you know, just almost like you felt more in sync um, and, you know, praying it. Like everything, just I would feel closer when I, whenever I did it after the tithing. Um, and, you know, they say that if you, you know, trust Him and, and you tithe that first 10%, um, you know, the how the blessings will come back to you. And, you know, it's, it was... You know, I don't want it to turn into it's all about the blessings that come back, but it is hard to uh, not talk about, you know, uh, the, 
the blessings in every way that that happen once you do choose to tithe. Uh, you know, my uh, my company grew. You know, we do five times as much as, as we've been doing. We went from one office to three offices in, in that year, and it and the I got married. You know, which is definitely definitely a blessing. The love of my life. Um, and it's just like the the doors that that God's opened in my life uh, since then. And you know, don't get me wrong, God showed Himself in my life before I, I was tithing um, over and over and over again. He did. Um, it's just that after after I started tithing, it's almost like if you know, if, if like your, your your father tells you to study every night. Did you do your homework whenever you're a kid? And and you know you tell them yeah yeah I did it but you're playing video games up in your room uh, but then you actually do start studying and you ace the test and then you bring that test back home to them you know and you see you know how proud he is of you and 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 things like that it was that's how I felt about tithing I felt like you know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and it not only felt good in my heart but with you know it just it, it was a weird closer feeling that I felt with God when I talked to God and um, it was just such an amazing experience I, you know, if I can say anything to, to anybody in here it's, uh, no matter what it is that that's something that I would definitely recommend as friends of mine had recommended it to me in the past um, and it'll change your life in, in so many ways Every testimony I hear, my life is blessed. I know I'm making an impact. It's great to be able to invest in something we know is making a difference. And and just even the way, even, you know, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, materially, that God blesses, you can't outgive God. And maybe there's somebody in here that this, again, I I took it, I asked you to do a challenge. Uh, Here's the, there was a person that, that was struggling with this. And a friend that definitely believed in tithing, and he said, listen, if you do that, and if I promise to make up the difference in the, in the next 90 days, if you do that for the next 90 days, if I promise to make up the difference, will you, uh, will you do it? He goes, yeah, I have nothing to lose there. He said, then isn't that weird that you trust me, who's somebody who has limited resources, and you don't trust God to do the, the same thing? Here's something we'll do. We've done something. We've had a guarantee. If you, if, you, if you take that step of faith and you start tithing and God doesn't bless your life, come back and we'll refund your money. We'll, we will, I mean, you take the step, we'll take the risk. How about that? We tithe as a church. We believe, uh, we believe in that because we believe, I believe that one big reason that God has prospered this church in such a great way is we have always tithed into, into missions and tithed into other ministries around the, uh, around the world. So maybe whatever God is, if we could just bow our head, whatever way God is saying that, and again, Maybe you've never done taking that step, and today is the day. That it, someday it has to start to take that step of faith, maybe for just your own life or, or for you and, and your spouse to say, today's the day that we, that we do that, that we take that step, that we go across the line. And we, we, God, it's the only time God says, put me to the test and see if I don't come through for you. And, then, uh, and maybe others have, have done that before, but you've gone away from that, and God's saying, it's time to, 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 to redo what you know you should be doing. And again, I do not do this to heap guilt on. Do it to to take guilt off because we know what we're supposed to do. The Bible is clear in this. And I challenge and encourage you to take that step of faith and watch what God can do. 
Testimony after testimony after testimony. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And what kind of a pastor would I be if I did not want that for, for every single person in here? So God, wherever we need to go, and maybe God, just thank you for the generosity, the amazing generosity in this church. And God, help us to be faithful, to be generous, and to be passionate in love with you. And all God's people said, amen. Amen.